a sudden roar drowned out my mom's lecture. The noise was so loud, it swept into the barn like a tornado, scattering the straw on the floor. I saw that mom was screaming, but I couldn't hear her over the apocalyptic roar. Flaming knives stabbed through my ears deep into my brain. My hands were clamped over my ears, but I had no memory of putting them there. The unearthly noise was so overwhelming, I couldn't think. I stood, stunned. I must have looked something like a sheep separated from its flock, mouth stupidly wide. Maybe I was even bleeding a little. It was impossible to tell over the all-consuming noise. Mom's hands were plastered over her ears, and her mouth hung open like mine. She twisted, obviously in pain, although I couldn't hear her moans. Mom's suffering shocked me into action. I leapt off my stool and grabbed for the headphones hanging on the pegboard above the bench. My dad had lost 40% of his hearing from a lifetime of working with power tools and engines, so he had become a fanatic about headphones. He'd bought a matched set for us, two high-end Pelter hearing protectors. I put one on, and the noise eased from intolerable to merely deafening. I ran to Mom and slapped the second pair around her head. Mom pressed her hands over the headphones as if trying to meld them to her ears. I shouted, What the hell? But I couldn't even hear my own voice. There was no way Mom could understand me. Eventually, my paralysis broke, and I crept toward the door. My heart hammered in my chest so hard that I could feel it even over the noise. I feared what I'd see outside the barn, maybe a blasted and sear landscape, something like those pictures of Hiroshima in my world history textbook. Our barn somehow the lone survivor of an architectural holocaust. But the view outside was bizarre. Everything looked normal. The leaves on the trees were whipped by a fierce wind, and there was a lot of dust in the air, but that's not unusual in Iowa. The sky was a brilliant sapphire blue, marred only by the column of smoke still rising at a shallow angle from the haymaker place. So where was this appalling noise coming from? Whatever its source, I didn't think waiting it out in the barn was safe. Mom grabbed my arm, trying to pull me away from the door. I resisted and shouted, Let's go to the cellar! But there was no way she could hear me. I tried to explain my idea with gestures, but I've never been any good at charades. And Mom kept trying to pull me deeper into the barn. I twisted free and ran out the door. I looked back. Mom was chasing me, shouting something, her features twisted in an appalling mixture of terror and rage. I ran faster. When I reached the cellar door, which was mounted at an angle at the side of the house, I threw it open and started down the dark stairs. It was cool and noticeably quieter in the root cellar. Mom stumbled down the stairs behind me. She was frowning now instead of shouting, so I figured she agreed with my plan to hide out down there. Dust rained off the joists above us, rattled free by the never-ending roar. I dashed back up the stairs and closed the door behind Mom, plunging us into darkness. I groped for the string that controlled the single bulb in the root cellar, found it, and pulled. Nothing. Ugh, idiot. I already knew the power was out. I felt my way to one of the root cellar's ancient brick walls and sat down with my back to the wall. The dirt floor felt cool even through my jeans, but that was a bit of a relief after the heat of the barn. Mom stumbled on my ankle, caught herself, and sat down beside me. 
Her hand found mine, and we clung to each other, waiting for the roar to subside. My thoughts ground over and over. What could make a noise that loud for that long? A nuclear bombardment? But that didn't seem likely. An asteroid strike would be loud, but it wouldn't continue for this long, would it? Maybe an earthquake, but the walls weren't shaking, just vibrating with the noise. I knew volcanoes could be loud, but as the minutes stretched into hours with no abatement in the noise, that seemed less and less likely an explanation. Surely an eruption would end at some point. I got fed up with waiting and wondering what in the world was going on. I stood, wrenching my hand free from Mom's. I groped blindly toward the stair. When I found it, I scrambled up on all fours and threw the door at the top open.